Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wager, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey everybody, we got a great episode in store for you guys today. Deshaun Foster, the running back coach and the associate head coach of the UCLA Bruins is joining the show here today. Now, before we get started, I just want to give you guys a heads up. There was a little bit of an issue with some of the audio at some points throughout the podcast, but it's still in pretty good shape. And I think you guys will really enjoy it, especially if you're a fan currently of the Bruins and are looking forward to following them this season. There was a lot of great nuggets that I was able to take away, and I think you guys will as well. Um, some of it includes kind of the, you know, the mindset that the Bruins have for recruiting. Uh, Deshaun Foster talks about some of that. He also kind of talks to Woodsy here about some of the impact that COVID had for some of the guys who were looking to go pro and just some of the the incoming class and incoming guys coming in and how COVID still kind of impacted them. Um, He also talks about what's in store for him in the future, potentially, and what he likes to see for himself kind of going forward. Foster also lets us know how he's managed to kind of keep things consistent at the running back position over the last couple of years at UCLA, especially with four guys, one in each of the last four years, having moved on from UCLA and getting drafted into the NFL. And get ready for the latest episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? You know, enjoying the good Vancouver air. The season's going well, but, you know, it's even better when we get a, a very, very special guest. Mm-hmm. I mean, a SoCal legend, a UCLA legend, an NFL legend, another UCLA legend again. <laughs> Two times Hall over. Fame, Coach Deshaun Foster on the pod this week. What's up, Coach? How you doing? What's good, bro? How you doing, man? You know, living life, you know, okay. growing up. <laughs> figure things out as I go along the way uh-huh. and still playing ball though still playing ball ball's yeah. life uh-huh. isn't it exactly it's just more comforting huh it's how do I put it I mean it being <laughs> it being the job now like it is more comforting the fact that this is what I get to do for a living uh-huh. but at the same time I want to you know keep going and like yeah. take it to another level so like that's the the stress and the pressure that i'm at like yeah you know i'm like of course i'm not satisfied so it's like how can i keep getting better and you know through that so like but of course yeah it's, i'm still playing ball so that's definitely a blessing yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that though 
it's always no. good to be able to still play ball and you know you're still striving for something else, so yeah and i mean having thing. having you on you're uh definitely i mean one of the big parts of why i kept going i remember um i had asked you i think it was after the lsu game like how long should i keep yeah. chasing this like mm-hmm. um you know when is the time where it's like all right let me just move on with my life and you know start the next chapter and you told me like you know you still got it and you you still really want to do this and keep going and then i think literally a few weeks after that uh my agent gave me the the call like oh we got a green light to go up north so um mm-hmm. now i'm here in my third year up here contract year so we'll see what happens next but definitely shout out to you coach foss uh you know for keeping me going i just know it was being a football player i know how it is when you when it's taken away from you you know, and you mm-hmm. lost it with the injury, the way that it went down. So it was just a, uh, just unfortunate for that to be our last year. You know what I mean? Like it was just a, yeah, just the timing of it all. It was just bad. But I'm glad that it worked out though. You still able to play ball. There's still avenues to play ball. That's the number one thing that, that I like. It's it, it was tough when I was coming out because if you didn't make it to the league, it was kind of hard to go to Canada, and then there weren't any like. USFL, XFL, any type of league like that. So I'm just glad there's avenues for you guys to play and, and get back to your goal and, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. I mean, and especially a lot of dudes in my class coming out with COVID and everything. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I know a lot of dudes with talent that it they just didn't have opportunity. And now, you know, they've had, they were forced to move on. And now it's like they can't try to hop back mm-hmm. into playing and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, well, and I didn't think leagues. it would affect you guys like that. I didn't think COVID. I think I, I thought that they would understand. You know, like it would just be a, uh, a, a general understanding from everybody. Like this is mm-hmm. what happened with you. Yeah, weird how. I think it's just like, yeah, I feel like nobody, nobody knew the extent of COVID, and mm-hmm. like we're still seeing the lasting effects of it. Because I mean, mm-hmm. there was that our big. My class, I mean, and, like, just guys I know from, like, all across the country that were at all the different schools, it's crazy mm-hmm. hearing, like, the guys that did get invites to camps or, in, or like, try, tryouts and stuff like that and the guys who didn't. And then, like, some mm-hmm. things really don't make sense. So, like, I mean, I don't know how they went about it. But then it was, like, the next year, it's like, well, we got this new – a new class. So it's kind of like if y'all – got your opportunity or not oh well like we gotta start evaluating the next you know the next wave so it's kind of like guys got screwed that way Mm -hmm. um but i mean luckily i was blessed to get a shot and still doing this but how i was like how has the covid affect you in recruiting um this class this 24 class is the last class that have a covid year in high school so it was Mm -hmm. just tough because a lot of kids struggled so then, you know, they got to make that up. So that it hurt because it, it kept me away from a couple of running backs that I might have wanted to be able to recruit. But due mm. to their, their circumstances and COVID, you know, we weren't able to recruit that. But this, this 24 class is the last class that, that that should happen with. So it should be pretty pretty normal mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah, we should, yeah, moving forward after this class, it should be good. Because uh, that affected – oh, my bad. Was, that affected scholarship numbers, mm-hmm. right? So like yep. that's where it's like oh so we have to the the kids with extra years now we don't have those available spots. It's just yeah, it's just stuff that never happened in college football happens altogether. We had COVID, we got the portal, you know what I mean? Like it it 
changed the whole dynamics of high school football recruiting, period. Yeah, that's true. You know, like it's a, it's a whole different dynamic now. Uh, speaking of, of running backs, you have been able to recruit. You you have a good crop, and, and you send some off to the NFL. Um, the ones mm-hmm. you have currently on the roster, and, you know, it's hard to leave. You know, I'm I'm going to leave people out, but, that you know, we're not totally excluding them. But Carson Steele is a name that's out there. T.J. Harden is one, one that you recruited out of high school. Tell me a little bit about T.J.'s development. I know we saw him play um, a little bit behind Zach last year. How is he kind of coming along so far for you guys? Um, TJ's last two games, he played really well. Played the Cal game, went all over uh, the bowl game. He did a great job picking up pass pro, running hard. So, you know, he's ready to take that next step. He's really like, tell me to take that next, uh, his game to the next level. Going into a sophomore season. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because he went from a freshman to be a veteran in the room, you know? So, uh, it, it's just funny how just a, how a year changes everything for you. Coming in, we have Carson Steele coming in who's, was a proven back in uh, in college football. You know, he uh, had a great spring, came in, learned the offense. Uh, it was all around back. It was just good to see him develop and, you know, figure out. I had to figure him out, like, how he learns and how he learns. So it was, mm-hmm. pretty, it was pretty fun this spring. So sometimes it's not a matter of how they can um, – obviously you want them to fit into your system and what you do, but sometimes it's about – kind of figuring them out and find out what works best for them and, and adjusting sometimes your game to their game. Well, we're teachers, so you got to be able mm-hmm. to teach. You know? So I got I got to figure out how to learn. And it's just a, just like you said, like I, I want them to be comfortable instead of making them uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's like let's mm-hmm. figure it out for him and, and make it the easiest transition as possible. So I'm just excited for my room. I got a lot of good guys in there. Um, Colson Yankoff is another mm-hmm. running back that, that had a good, that played well towards the end of the season last year. Don't forget about mm-hmm. Keegan Jones. He was just he just yep. did a little bit of stuff outside um, this spring. He's still, yeah. still has um, Are... I, my freshman that came in, Isaiah Carlson, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Atkins, Pepper from uh, Army. So yeah. you know we we have a pretty good room, pretty good room. How how you keep getting all these stables? I feel like <laughs> it's and the thing is, it's like there are, there has been times where it's like. Like you're saying, like you're a good teacher and I've seen you like no matter what talent you do get into your room, when they leave your room, they're better. I mean, we've seen I mean, I seen myself, Josh Kelly being on the way he started out on scout team to the way Mm -hmm. he left and onto the Chargers, the way felt came from the receiver room into your room and the way felt left. I mean, even even Charbonnet, I mean, I know he was a great talent in Michigan and everything, but. It was it was clear that just like even the growth that he had to leave as a back. So like, how are you able one to get all these dudes in your room through the portal through? I mean, even with TJ Harden being a freshman, like getting all these dudes recruiting, and then like how do you work with having all the you know what I'm saying? Because running back like that's a position where you have one on the field. It's not linebacker where like okay I can put you know these guys inside, I could put these guys outside. So like one, how do you get them all to come in there? Especially because, like I said, it's a position where you play one. So, you know, a guy might be like, oh, they got Zach Charbonnet. If I'm TJ Harden, like, dang, I might not be able to play as a true freshman. Let me go mm-hmm. to, you know, let me go across the street or go to Cal where I can start right away. Like, how how has all that worked out for you? Like, how do you make all that work? It's, it's mostly the older guys because if you can convince them that competition is good, then everything is okay. You know, mm-hmm. they all come in and want to compete. Oh, yeah, Britton Brown, too. Mm-hmm. Dog. Exactly. So it, it's just a, 
they all come in and want to compete and they listen. That's the number one thing. So if I can convince you, like, if you compete and and play and go hard, it's going to go right. And I'm the track record is speaking for itself now. So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, with Josh Kelly, I knew Josh was going to be good, but I didn't know Josh was going to be that good. You know, you, you could see he had talent when he was on scout team, but he just took it to a new level those next two for years. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Felton come in there. We always knew Felton was tough. He's running down on kickoff. He played bigger than he was, you know, and he, he was just a a football player. So good when he moved back to running back. And there, like there was a background from high school. So when he moved back to running back, he understood that, you know, that that worked out. So and yeah, I remember Brown you had in. me you had me test his uh, pass pro a few times. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but he, but when he fought back, I remember one day he fought back, and I was like, "Oh, Felt do got a little dog in him now." Yeah, right. <laughs> back down from it at all. <laughs> and it's little stuff like that too that they don't know that I do. Like, hey, yeah, see, see, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's just stuff like that. So it's just finding the ways that that you can get guys, coach them, teach them how they learn. You know, some guys might not want to be talked to in front of other players, so you know mm-hmm. you just got to do you got to you got to find that 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 medium and, and go from there, but. I'm just I'm fortunate that I've had guys that listen and you know they're they're like we all went bowl um, uh, to top golf recently and, and in my yeah. head I don't think that what I'm teaching them is so like I'm just thinking this is the stuff but them coming back and the stuff that they're saying Paul Perkins was there he's like man you teach me this 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 and just hearing Josh because Zach was there too and, you know and, and Brit, uh, Britain came also so just hearing them like say like I would teach like little stuff that I think is nothing with big things. I was actually going to ask you about that. I had that in my notes. Um, that was okay. a pretty impressive picture there. And I'm just wondering mm-hmm. how you've been kind of coordinating. You get all those guys, you know, a lot of those guys are training, practicing in the NFL. They're kind of getting their routines down, especially someone like Zach who just got drafted. But how do you mm-hmm. get them to to kind of come aboard to Top Golf along with the current group of guys you have? And uh, just overall, you think it was a good learning experience for some of the younger guys? Yeah, because it's, it's a lot of hidden messages and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like they were mm-hmm. there because, I wanted them to hear just like how the stuff that we're doing here translates to the NFL. So not even the running back room. How Coach Kelly has us practicing, the speed of practice, the pace, getting there early, having a routine. Like, is this helping you? So Zach's telling them it's helping them. Always telling them that it helped him when he was there. Briggs doing the same thing in Josh. So it's still a like we're having fun, but it's still a tool that you can use and they're learning as you're just having fun. And it's not coming from me. They're getting right. the same message, but it's not coming from me. So that was that was huge. Because Zach was like, I have a little bit of stuff I want to tell him. I was like, yeah, just go to Top Golf. Okay. And one thing I'm also curious about is I'm curious to learn about your recruitment and how what attracted you to UCLA um, as a player. And then again, how much different is recruiting now, now that you're kind of on the other side of it as a coach? Back then, it was like area recruiting. So your area coach mm-hmm. is the guy who you talk to. So he might not even be the running back coach. Okay. You know, so some of the some schools I still talk to the running back coach, but it was just different like that. Um, just UCLA had beat them like seven years in a row. The people yeah. across the street. So that wasn't a good look. <laughs> Do we not yeah. say their name at all? Is that what's going on here? Because yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, okay. It's we we ain't worry about them dudes. At all, you know, <laughs> so it was that was what seven years in a row, six years in a row, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, UCLA was coming off 10, 10 game winning streak. We won 10 more my freshman year, won 20 in a row, then went to the Rose Bowl. So it was just a good team, you know. I just, um, you know, being in the area, I wanted to stay home, okay. 
Yeah, and um, those people across the street wanted me to play DB. So. Oh, were you playing? I'm assuming you were playing both in high school. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, what were what were uh, were a lot of the schools like? Was it like everyone else kind of maybe wanted you at running back, but the other school wanted yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. A few schools were staying both back, but I think people were telling me running back, and then we we're gonna get me out there and switch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can kind of you kind of read into it a little bit based on you know, yeah, having you meet with the exactly. DB coach or talk to him a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Start seeing through things. Like, okay, but recruiting okay. now is just it's just totally different now. Like they're it's just a whole different dynamic. It's different from <laughs> when Josh was being recruited to man to today. <laughs> man, you know I mean, I, mean, I so think weird. I saw it on DCLA, but hey, it's just crazy. It's weird, right? It's a whole different, whole different with the portal with. NIL, like, I know, like, I know kids are, like, and their parents are waiting, like, weighing in on that as far as, like, some kids are definitely just chasing the bag of, like, how can I provide for my family now? Imagine, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the single parent kid that comes from nothing. It's like, dang, I can go to this school and make six, almost seven figures now or Mm -hmm. go to a top school and have to wait three years to get to the NFL. Like, I'm just going to chase that bag quick. So it's like, I mean, how how is UCLA competing with uh, Tennessee in that sense? Probably Texas, mm-hmm. and like you know, some of the SC schools that are able to lobby more money up front. We just we just really got to stick to our blueprint. You know, it's it's working mm-hmm. right now. It's just it's just tough. You know, the landscape of college football is changing, so you have to shift with it, but you still got to make good decisions. You know, it's just a, it's tough. It's not a it's, it's it's not an easy thing. It's, there's nothing easy about it, but this is the way that college football is going. You got to be able to adjust, and you know, right now we're we're in the mix of adjusting to everything. But you know, still stick to your core values and everything, and it still works out. Once you start yeah. getting away from stuff that you're not normally doing, then that's mm-hmm. going to change. As long as we stick to our core values and what we're trying to do and how we've been recruiting because it's working, it's just going. On. I know it mm-hmm. might not be the most fanciest way of recruiting and everything, but. I would be more honored if a school offered three running backs than 15. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Me. Yeah. You can't, you can't convince point. me that you really like me if you're able to offer 15 other guys <laughs> right. in the country. That's, there's, that's just, you can't convince me. So I just, you know, I, I'm going to keep it, trying to keep it at a low number. All the other coaches do the same thing. And it lets you get more personal with the kids. So mm-hmm. we, we try to, you know, develop a relationship with those couple guys and, and get mm-hmm. in the buy-in and go from there. I but think it is most definitely changed. Yeah, like that was one of the biggest things in my time there. It was getting mm-hmm. guys that wanted to be there for yeah what they signed up for. You know what I'm saying? For ball, mm-hmm. for the team, yeah. and for I mean, for your degree, of course, too. But guys that want to be there to work out, guys that want to be there to play. I think that mm-hmm. was one of the biggest things. Where it's like a few of our classes while I was there is like. All right, these dudes don't want to be here for UCLA football. These guys want to be in LA or be in, you know. So mm-hmm. I can tell, especially mm-hmm. with the classes that have came with Chip staff. I mean, you included, but like you know, with the you know the new staff, the newer staff, mm-hmm. it's guys that they look like they want to be there. Like a kid like Alex Johnson, or or you know, what I'm saying guys that like and that came in with Chip's early classes, where it's like they were on scout and they were playing like hard. Because they wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like that, and that no helped light develop. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, like they just saying that that's they're going to they... play mm-hmm. anything, but but he's dedicated to the team, and I'm gonna do my part, and look what it turns into. 
uh, yeah, we're now we're getting yeah, like Greg Dulcich in the in the league. Like, you know, it's uh John Gaines, like the guys that that you know in that process were like, Oh, y'all need a look. I'm gonna give you the best look I can give. I'm gonna do whatever I need to help the starters of whoever's playing right now. And weren't worried about no scholarship, weren't worried about, you know, all that, but panned out for the Bruins and helped like win games, you know. Yep. Um mm-hmm. so definitely that's noticeable and like you said that's if that's a blueprint it's going to keep going um how's that going to translate going into the big 10 i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know we haven't mm-hmm. sit there and had meetings about what's changing going into the, you know what i'm saying so yeah coach mm-hmm. isn't like that he's not he's right now we're not oh. you know he doesn't yeah we're, we're in the season so once yeah. next season, you know, once the season ends and you know what's going on, I'm sure he'll have a plan for it. That hey, that's the same message that Chip has. I mean, when we talk to him with the media, he he doesn't let us um, you know, he he it's like we're just focused on this year, which I get. Um mm-hmm. but just looking at this year, I mean, this is kind of the last go round for yeah. for a lot of uh, you know, the Cal Stanford traditions, mm-hmm. rivalries, like I think those teams have played each other like maybe a hundred years in a row or something. Like are yeah. you going to miss or is it going to be weird not having that on the schedule anymore? Or or what is that I'm like thinking, for you? What I think that they should do is that, so due to our travel and uh, mm-hmm. however long, you know, whatever our travel is for the Big Ten, yeah. we should be playing the local teams in the preseason. Yes. So we should play and Cal, Stanford, San Diego yeah. State, Fresno. We should be playing these guys no matter what. You know what I mean? We should keep that those California mm-hmm. games. So. Hopefully they do they pick that up, but yeah, mm-hmm. Th- that's what that I was saying. Cool. As soon as they said, I'm like, you have to keep Stanford and Cal, like mm-hmm. the same way that SC plays Notre Dame every year. Like mm-hmm. it has to be Stanford and Cal, are like to UCLA. Those games mean something to yeah. us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where it's like we want to, you know, of course we get to play SC with them coming with us, but like Stanford and Cal are games, they have to figure out a way to like. At least rotate one every year, if not play both yeah. of them yes. in the non-conference games. Exactly. Exactly. Some kind uh, of that. That's a good point. I, now I don't feel crazy because I've been saying that. Like I'm like, you gotta somehow, you know, keep them on the non-conference mm-hmm. schedule or something. But you know, every everything. Uh, sometimes it's more than just football, and there's other other factors that get involved in that. But um, one thing I was curious about um that happened this off season, and I, we've kind of talked to you about it a little bit when you've talked to the media uh, during the spring, but. How is the 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 new title associate head coach um kind of change your responsibilities or some of your day to day? Has a lot of that kind of changed? Um it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> the title, I love the title though. Yeah, I love the title too. I mean, I'm nothing's going to my head or anything like that. It's just yeah. it's the same. You know, stuff has changed, but it's still the same. Um, is that is right. that the next though? Like, is the head coach opportunity something that you would be interested in moving forward? You know, whether yeah, most yeah, most definitely. You want to make it to the highest, um, the highest point in your profession. You know, so head coach is the, the highest thing I can make it to in this in this thing. So I would, would most definitely love to do that. Personally, yes. Like, <laughs> I say I say this all the time though, but it's like it's like even me being a linebacker, like Coach Foss mm-hmm. knows that he was one of the coaches that I could go to like regardless of anything. And like, that's, I would say there's only a few coaches where I know that no matter what, that they would be honest with me and tell me what I needed to hear, you know, regardless of, 
you know, what they feel like they have to say as a coach or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. Coach Foss is one of the only coaches that like if something was going on, like I would talk to Foss about it, like regardless of what it was. And mm-hmm. I like I trusted his input. And that's me coming from a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, not, not like all the time. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly. And I know like other dudes the same. I know Pick was the same way. And like other dudes had that trust for you, Coach Foss. And like that's what it, what you need. I mean, from like, like when a head coach, like I would want to come play for you. And I was talking to, um, I was talking to Chris Barnes yesterday about just the things that like some coaches do to take care of their players that makes you want to like go harder for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the coaches that, that show that love, they might, you know, lighten the schedule a little bit, you know, give you a walkthrough day on a day, usually practice. Like those are the coaches you'd be like, okay, when it's my time to go, I'm about to go all out for them because of all the extra yep. things. And I know mm-hmm. like you, that's how you're going to be. You're going to take care of guys and you're going to be real and honest because I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of coaches in that building come and go and I could tell, you know, motives and just like college coaches in general, like it's just a business, you know, like, you have your family to feed and that kind of thing. So like I can tell when coaches give me an answer and it's like, you know, not it's robotic. It's like, oh, I have to tell this kid this or I have to, you know, like Foss is going to tell it to me plain, like true, real and what I really, you know, need to hear. And I was always appreciated that. So, you know, yeah. giving your flowers, Coach Foss. And I of course, you. when you are the head coach and you need an LB coach or a defensive <laughs> GA. <laughs> Get it in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ain't nothing that, that wrong. Ain't no, nothing wrong. No. I don't blame you. You know, you know a guy. So, uh-huh. you know. Hit my line. I'll be there. Your assistant coach probably going to be the D.C., so you, you might, you know, you're already going to have somebody on staff if you know. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm going to be his LV coach, so we good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you kind of fit yourself into that, Josh. Very nice. Because right. um, Foss already knows. I already talked to him about that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But I just okay. try to. I don't. I don't lose the the player aspect that I have. Mm-hmm. You know how how I wanted to be talked to, how I wanted to be coached, how I wanted somebody to be honest with me. Because at the end of the day, if you do all of that, like you said, you'll go run through a wall for him. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. what he said. Like I'll do it. Like all right, I'll do it. Cause I know you got my best interest and you're really looking out for me. Yeah. So I just try to make sure that, and even with guys out of position, I just try to make like, I'm something you can trust me. You can talk to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes I need to get the temperature of the team. Like, Willie, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There, like, how, there were, I, I mean, yeah. And there were, yeah, there were some, there were some moments in, in the changeover where it was, yeah, where we had to have yeah, these conversations. Like I, Cause it's like, what is, is everything the, okay? Di- we go, yeah. We like make, the dynamic, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it was times I was like, damn, I don't like, I don't know, because it was like, we just, we just couldn't jail for a little bit. Like my last mm-hmm. years, it sucked. Like, I, like Foss knows, like it's, it sucked. Like, it was, we were trying to figure it out. The coaches were trying to figure out, like, you know, players from the old staff, the the new staff, mm-hmm. you know, figuring all that type of stuff out. Of course, you had position changes. Like I changed positions. Other dudes sacrificing to go try and play other positions. Um, we didn't have no depth because our numbers were low because so many guys left, and we just like frustrated losing. And yeah, there's times where it's like, Coach, I don't don't know what we're gonna do. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying my best out here, (laughs) exactly. 
and like, then, how's the ho- team? <laughs> yeah, like and and like it 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 all worked out for I would say the later classes, mm-hmm. but they had the it was I think it was good that they had some of us older guys at the end or like in that in their beginning at our end in their beginning you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying where you had a media Chris Barnes you had Osa you had mm-hmm. felt yeah. was a little older you know Josh Kelly Caleb Wilson a little bit um yep. and it's like yeah we had to go through them sucky years but now like I'd be bragging about the Bruins all the time yeah. mm-hmm. and I love seeing that I feel like when that when you know seeing them win seeing you know Dorian shine seeing you know all this it's like dang i didn't get it it wasn't you know i didn't play or i didn't get the win but i felt like i won with them you know yeah mm-hmm. yep. but you can't say that we haven't improved each year each year we oh you definitely have yeah definitely so that's that's the number one thing i like to know each year we've improved we've been better and the sky's the limit this year you know hopefully we get we go out of the pack 12 with a bang and then get ready for Got the big 10 but, I mean, but i'm excited for the season i like the team like the players a lot of depth, you know, depth is, is huge in college football. We got a lot of depth, especially in my room, mm-hmm. uh, quarterback room, O line, mm-hmm. tight end, you know. Yeah. And then I'm excited for the defense. A lot of guys came back, you know, yeah. lot to the Murphs, uh, Darius. Linebackers, I, li- I like, I like, I like Darius. I like the kid from uh, Cal. John, yeah, John John, um, Finney, mm-hmm. Big Finney, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for this, uh, for this season. You got a good defense, giving you guys a, a pretty good look every day, don't you? Yeah, spring was tough. That was, you know, that was one of our uh, toughest spring. You know, those guys were out there. They're playing ball, flying around, tackling, and and, and doing a good job. Good job. Well, not a lot of tackling, but guys right. doing a good job. So, so I was I was pretty excited for that. You know, you always want to see the other side of the ball doing well. So I was excited. To yeah, go out there and, and dominate us the way that you did. Um, one one question I have for you um, that I'm curious to get your take on, because I was talking to Josh Kelly. He was on the podcast not too long ago, and yeah. I think I asked him, like, how did you get recruited? How did you end up being a Bruin? <laughs> and he said he randomly called the front office and they directed him to you. Um, yep. And you didn't either. You didn't pick up the first time, but he called again and you picked up. Do you remember that? Yeah, Josh, Josh recruited me. So. Okay. Josh, yeah, Josh wanted to leave. He wanted to leave UC Davis. He had called me, kept calling me. They told me, hey, this running back, Josh Kelly's on the phone. I got him on the phone, like, what's up, bro? Hey, I, I want to walk on. Like, we got a trial in the summer. But this is like, this might be January. This is right after the season. So he called from January to the summer. <laughs> wow. You know, like, just kept calling, yeah. kept calling, kept calling. Like, hey, uh, we still got that workout. Like, yeah, we're going to have a workout. We're going to have a camp. You can come out here. Finally, the summer got here after 97 phone calls. I mean, he's calling the front <laughs> desk. The, the front, the, the office girls got used to talking to him. Like, oh, they knew Josh him Kelly before he even came. Exactly. Like, it's Josh Kelly again, Coach Foss. You know, so I just like that he was so persistent. And then mm-hmm. um, once he came to our camp, he ran fast. And I was like, wait a minute, something's up. He ran fast. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I remember watching some film. He ran a, a, maybe like two kick returns back, and I was like, "No, we gotta take this kid." And uh, Coach uh, Coach Mora was like, "Cool." He took him as a walk on, and then Coach Kelly put him on scholarship. Crazy. Well, do you do you get do you like still get calls like that today? And, and if you're listening to that, I'm not saying like call and blow up Sean Foster's phone. Don't do that. But yeah. 
do they call now, like you, that or yeah. do you get emails and stuff like it's, they'll, they'll, they'll hit direct message on social media now. oh yeah that's right times mm-hmm. have changed yeah. even since yeah. even since josh yeah. kelly that's right just josh, exactly they're they're more just straight they'll send me their film every day so it's it's just it's instant now you know so it's, it's good it's a cool mm-hmm. it's cool it doesn't, it doesn't bother me you know you want kids that are eager and want to play football like josh was saying like you got to get kids that want to play football mm-hmm. yep <laughs> It's crazy though, cause like, I still get hit up now by kids to come, and like during my time there, Foss let you know, like, I had lots of dudes would ask if they could transfer. I'd always ask Foss, and Foss tell me like, "How's his grades?" I tell him what his grades are, and now it'd either be that either shut the whole thing down, or I'd be like this, and then oh. I tell him who it was, and he'd be like, "Eh, maybe, maybe not." Like, but like yeah. dudes. <laughs> Or always asking me like, "Oh, can I transfer?" And it'd always be like, "If your grades aren't good, like, I can't do nothing for you." Yeah, it's gonna be tough because if you can't go to class, man, you're not even gonna make it on the field, yeah. like, not, right? Gonna, you know, because we just we expect you to be a man about things. Like that's that's mm-hmm. the only thing. Like and Josh can attest to this. Like we weren't asking them to do a whole bunch of different stuff. It was just two different regimes came. One had left that something was a certain way, and the next one came that was a certain way, and it was just different. So a lot of guys was hard. It, change was hard at that moment, but they, but the stuff that they were asking was out of the ordinary. Nothing that you just show up on time. You have an obligation. yeah, that's it. You show up literally, literally. <laughs> like dudes couldn't like if you have an obligation. If you have class tutoring meals, which is free, like go sign in. If you have class, sit in the first few rows. That's like just be, just be there. Like, yeah, this couldn't it, just be there. Yeah, like it was, it was tough on some guys. So it was just, it's, it's just good that you know we weathered that storm. We got past that. The kids that stayed and fought through it, and you know helped us be able to recruit these next classes and stuff that came through. Like it, it worked out for us. So you know, I'm just, I'm just excited for the future of the Bruins. So. Um, we got a we got a few minutes here. Want to try and ask you some some fun questions while we we have a moment. <laughs> Um, okay. favorite uh moment memory game at UCLA, either as a coach uh, or a play, player. Player's coach, uh, player. Uh, my first SC game. I ate them boys up. I had like four touchdowns. <laughs> oh, nasty! Yeah, once get to some, but I went nuts. And then um, favorite game. I probably have two of them when Josh mm-hmm. Kelly broke the record in the SC game. Okay, yeah. yards. Yep, and then. The Wazoo comeback, yeah, yeah, yep. like the AM comeback is in there, but I don't know. Something about that Wazoo comeback was, was different. I think we were hitting from all angles that game. Like you had felt I mean, more crazy, A&M. yeah. Like crazy. Kyle, you had <laughs> Kyle, yeah. Defense was getting turnovers. I don't know that one. Yeah. Was different. And and yeah. being away, like uh-huh. like it was that crowd was so hype and then so quiet. <laughs> There was no yelling at halftime. That's no. what Josh said. Josh just said there that was before. no yelling. Nothing said that before. Yeah, it was like, bro, just execute. We'll be straight. <laughs> Get out here and execute. Yeah, I gotta go and back. I gotta, I gotta go watch <laughs> that game again. I gotta go back. Game. Yeah, that one was that one. That, was, that one was pretty. That was a, that was a like, and it was exciting. It was crazy. It was at home. Yeah, it was a good game, but. Wazoo, that was really like yeah. different. One, yeah, that energy was just crazy. A question I ask everybody was usually a teammate, but this is different for you. Um, who was the hardest person that you had to go mm. against 
and who was the most talented person that you shared the field with. So like mine, I always say McCaffrey is the hardest person I went against. And Miles Jack is the most talented person I shared the field with. Okay. Okay. So who um, you got? It could be college or pro. Yeah, they're gonna be pros. So I mean these dudes are on my team. So it's more practice stuff. Okay. Like that's just the toughest good. person. Yeah. Toughest person to go against. Now there's Julius Peppers out there. There's Dan Morgan. Mm. There's um John Beeson, Thomas Davis. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of edibles out there on that side of the ball. <laughs> 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 and then on my side, Smitty has them. Steven oh, Davis yeah. was crazy too, but Steve Smith, there's nothing like that. Dog. You know I mean? Okay. Just just his size to speed ratio and the stuff that I've seen him do on the football field, like running there, eight guys hit him, he spun out of it, took off, put his hand down, and then ran away from everybody. Like, like yeah. I've seen him do that. You know what I mean? Like just, mm-hmm. just some of the stuff I've seen him do with my own eyes is crazy. But Pep the same way. Like, you know, I, we, we have some real athletic guys. Then um now now somebody not on my team mm-hmm. playing against. Um, you know, like with for me it was different. Like it was more DBs that were more like safeties and stuff because they're unaccounted for. Them guys just kind of running down. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like Ray Lewis was somebody he's gonna get his hands yeah. on you. If he grabs you, he's a grappler. <laughs> so if you get his hands on you, he got you. Like you don't want him touching you, period. You know what I mean? Like Stuff like that. So, but the 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 Tampa Bay Bucks had a real good defense back then. So John Lynch, their dog, yeah, Warren yep. Sapp, Sammy Wright. You know, what I mean, that's that's what I'm playing against my first few years in the league, twice, twice a year. So, oh, we're not twice. Yeah, yeah, twice a year. The Bucks defense was that was a little bit to him. My yeah. my last then, question. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Michael Vick too. Oh yeah. Oh, can't forget my, Michael. Vick. Yeah. My last question. Why don't you let me play running back? <laughs> He's been talking about this for forever now. It was Miles. Miles did all this. Miles That's what, this. I wanted. I wanted that package. Yeah, he was like, "Come on, let me just get one." <laughs> they would have got mad at me. Man, like, let me just get one hand off. Like, if it don't go well, like that was my shot. It's cool. <laughs> I think if you had an offensive head coach, it would have happened. Damn, well, you know what I mean? But Jim ain't gonna let you go. He wouldn't let that happen. Like, nah. There's your honest answer, Josh. Yeah. For Foss was trying to get me though. There were times where he was trying to pull me away. Hey, like, come on, let him come over here. Took this ride. <laughs> uh, all right, Deshaun, we'll get you out of here uh, before it cuts off. Uh, congratulations to the uh, having the baby on the way. You and your wife. Uh, Thank wishing you, you all sir. the best and uh, best of luck this season. I look forward to, to covering you guys as always. Most definitely. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Coach. Good talking to you, Wizzy. All right, yes, man. sir. All right, you guys have a good one. Take care. This is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.